0: Hey, i'm mike and i'm matt and welcome to going pear Shape, proud member of the audio entropy network and this is a podcast where we talk about just kind of whatever we feel like hey matt yo uh what's on your mind
1: uh i was thinking recently i was watching some mst3k and i was thinking what i was you should thinking... probably clarify right i mean
0: i know i i mean look we're on the internet so most people are gonna know but you should probably say
1: okay so mystery science theater 3000 was ah, fuck how would you define it was it Was it... Basically, it's
0: it's professional heckling, I would say.
1: But that's... The thing about that show, and the thing that makes it so weird to describe, is that's the show that, like, invented that. Yeah, actually.
0: But, like, the the idea is that uh, it started out as a small cable access show, but the point is, uh, these three dudes, two of which are portrayed by puppets, watch a movie, and then make fun of it as they go. And it's very funny.
1: Typically, when they're making fun of movies... They're aiming for the absolute, like, bottom of the barrel, just, like, total after-hours, just cable-fucking-schlock. It's really, I mean...
0: Well, I mean, usually they just picked whatever, uh, was in... Basically, whatever, uh, the network they were on at the time just had buried in their library is what they would go with.
1: Yeah. It's weird. It feels bizarre describing that show, just because it's... I, I feel like if you're a nerd... You, that show is kind of like one of your holy grails of entertainment, yeah. right? I mean, it's
0: it's well known enough that they had a successful like crowdfunding campaign, and the show is like coming back, and I think it's going to be on Netflix. But at the same time, it hasn't been on the air in decades, so
1: it hasn't. And yet at the same time, like the influence of that show and just like you didn't get like weird long form riffing like that before that show. No, that, that sh-
0: including commercial breaks, that show was two hours long an episode. Yeah. That is the only TV show that had a theatrical movie spinoff of it that was shorter than the typical episode.
1: Holy shit! I didn't actually know that.
0: Yeah, you haven't seen MST3K the movie? No. You should. It is probably their best thing.
1: Oh wow! If not, Seriously? it's up there.
0: Yeah, it's it's up there. Uh, oh. But the thing here's the thing: like, uh, you didn't actually come here to talk about MST3K. You were in the middle of an explanation.
1: No, we were in the middle of an explanation about our favorite so bad it's good pieces of media, be it books, movies, video games, for me it's largely it's largely going to be just movies. Um I feel like
0: that's the easiest method of like so bad it's good, because to enjoy something that's so bad it's good, you kind of have to be able to enjoy it passively, I would say.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. It needs to be
0: of reasonable length.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem with like games is a lot of games have like the so bad it's good factor in terms of like the writing and just like the acting But then you have to play it, and that's kind of where the trouble starts. Not that there aren't exceptions, obviously. Occasionally, you actually will get a so-bad-it's-good game, like something like... You know what? Deal with it. Have you ever played Earth Defense Force 2017? I have not. Earth Defense Force 2017 was an Xbox 360 originally, I think. It may have been ported to other consoles. I know that's like an entire series... Um, it was originally an Xbox 360 shooter, though. Um, I rented... My younger brother rented it from a fucking blockbuster back in the day. And I took one look at the cover of this game, and I just looked at Chris, and I was like... Chris being my younger brother, and I was just like, Chris, you gotta be... You gotta... Be. Well, I didn't actually swear back then, because that was before I was just a sinner, cynical, bitter-jaded asshole. Oh, you do quote at,
0: yourself literally.
1: Yeah, but... I was like, Chris, you stupid asshole, why did you rent this game? And we start playing this game and immediately, just instantly, I'm like, okay, never mind. So, Earth Defense Force 2017 is a third-person shooter styled after every terrible, awful fucking alien invasion movie you've ever seen watching through Mystery Science Theater 3000's backlog. It's got ridiculous fucking robot designs, it's got Ants the size of fucking trucks, it's got spiders the size of skyscrapers, and it's got super repetitive gameplay, but something about that game is incredible. I, I guess
0: I, that's co- something I love about old shitty sci-fi movies, is giant insects are like are really prominent because that is an easy special effect to fudge on a low budget and with very little creativity.
1: Yes. And this game Let me,
0: Dude, let me tell you let me tell you about yeah. one of the fucking weirdest uh, horror movies in existence, and I only know about it for reasons that will become obvious once I tell you what it is. Okay, it's called Night of the Lepus.
1: I think it, I think I know what you're talking about. Continue. Yep,
0: it's about giant killer rabbits.
1: That's yeah, you would know about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> All right, go um, ahead with what you are saying.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get around to yours in a moment, but um, it was something like. It was a combination of factors that made that game incredible. One was that it actually it, it it actually played pretty okay. Um, the enemy designs were kind of repetitive, but the mission designs were still the mission designs and setups were still creative enough that it never really got dull. And the weapons in that game are insane. So, like the weakest like your starting assault rifle in that game is like a one hundred shot like pinpoint accurate light machine gun. ...that kills enemies in, like, two shots... ...and the power level only goes up from there. Like, by the end of that game... ...you were firing, like, Gatling guns... ...that shot, like, 60 rounds a second... ...and had, like, 5,000 round magazines... ...and when you kill, like, the insects or the bugs or whatever... ...they don't just topple over... ...they fucking explode... ...and it, like, takes down the shitty... ...crappy-looking skyscrapers... ...and all, like, the bug... ...and all, yeah, all, like, the bugs had, like, these weird body physics... Where they were like literally made of styrofoam. So when you shot them with a rocket launcher. they'd You'd hurl them back up into space. And just god. That was a game. Nice. The thing about that game is. I am I get the impression that that was a game. Made on no budget. By people who were nonetheless reasonably talented. And knew. Ex- and had watched way. Way too many shitty. Alien invasion monster movies. Back in the day. And. It, I mean, credit where it's due. That game nailed like that look and that feel, and it was fun to play. When I think of like so bad it's good video games, that is like the immediate, the immediate first pick because it avoids the major. Oh, and the voice acting is, and the script is fucking incredible. Just feel I okay. mentioned that. Um, so
0: that that is, actually sounds like it's kind of a good game that just doesn't play super great.
1: But it. It's one of those things you'd have to play Like the game's balance is completely broken Um, And I guess that's kind of one of the weird things about it Is maybe it is a genuinely good game But it was just
0: Oh, I could tell tell you a genuinely terrible game that I love a lot
1: What's the genuinely terrible game you love a lot?
0: Any given Dynasty Warriors game Yes Just pick one It doesn't matter They're all the fucking same, basically
1: I guess they are it was weird, the thing about Dynasty Warriors that always stands out to me is that people hated those games right up until the Zelda Dynasty Warriors came out, and then suddenly people in the States liked the Dynasty Warriors. Well, the, th- the
0: thing is, those games get by entirely on style, because, again, the gameplay is largely just fucking mash square, or if you feel like it, maybe learn some combos, but it kinda doesn't matter. Like, it's it's all about the the wacky... Pseudo kind of comedy, kind of historical fan fiction question mark anime setup they have going. <laughs> and like, but when you replace that with the fucking Legend of Zelda, and I mean, let's face it, Zelda fans, like, they'll, they'll, you know, you you show them, like, the fact that you can play as fucking King of Red Lions and they'll jerk off for a month. So,
1: wow, this is you know. some contempt coming out of the woodwork.
0: Eh, no, no, I, I just, I just understand how, how fans work basically (laughs) continue. Um, but I was going to say that's, that's a big, like I'm super into those games. Uh, and they're, they're fucking garbage. They're, they're a dumpster (laughs) fire. And actually I'm going to kind of flip the script a little bit. I'm going to read one of the questions we got early. Sure. Because you kind of accidentally stumbled upon one of the ones we got this week. Sweet. Uh, Parallelo dad asked which video games have been your most enjoyable. So bad. It's good. And the example he gives is Pepsi man.
1: Pepsi man is fantastic. I mean, it's obviously horrible, but it's also amazing. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's Earth, It's definitely... Actually, no, scratch that. It's definitely Earth Defense Force 2017. Um, I guess as also debatably, again, I've mentioned it on the podcast, like Postal 2. I have no idea if that classifies as so bad it's good or if it's a horrible game I like in spite of it being terrible. I can see arguments for both sides there, but the lines kind
0: would... of blur with games. I would say more so yeah. than most other mediums.
1: Yeah, with like movies, I feel a little a little more confident. We'll get to a movie down. Well, the I mean,
0: that's that subjective, but it's easier to tell like what how you personally feel. Yeah, it's easier to tell like if you personally think it's bad and like it because it's bad, or if you personally genuinely enjoy it, but just know that like objectively, it's probably not very good.
1: Yeah, in that case, it would either have to be EDF twenty seventeen or Postal two. Both of those, both of those are pretty high around that list. Postal two is shakier. EDF twenty seventeen absolutely fits the bill. And okay, I'm, and I'm assuming for you, it'd still be Dynasty Warriors, but like which one, or is it not Dynasty Warriors?
0: Um, it's it's one of the Dynasty Warriors is but part of that whole series. I think my personal favorite is actually Warriors Orochi. Um, okay, so here's the thing with Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors is ostensibly set in the Romance of the Three Kingdoms period of uh, ancient China. I don't know if it's necessarily ancient. Like, feudal China? What, something? Old China. Yeah, but Old China. Fucking r- whatever that period is called. I'm not actually super familiar with uh, Asian history because I went to public school in the United States. Um, but basically, like that's where that's set. And then they have sort of a rival spinoff series called Samurai Warriors... Uh, which takes place during the Sengoku Jedi. Um, I think that's what it's called, but basically the, the Warring States of Japan. Um, you know, because for obvious reasons. Um, and But then they have like a weird... They have Warriors Orochi, which... Orochi is like the name of a demon. And like, I guess for shits and giggles he creates this alternate universe that's like... Really, he like adopts, uh, uh, abducts the major players from Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors and has them like fight each other for his amusement.
1: Is this, like, a game of death sort of thing? Like, what the hell?
0: I don't know, but it's, like, it's, it's weird because they have, they have this, like, two game series that are, like, historical fan fiction of two different time periods and two different countries and, like, just have them fucking duke it out for fun. But also some of the demons are playable characters, too. Because okay. why not? Yeah, sure. and you you build, like, a team of three characters and they can be from really any of the groups. If you want to play as a Chinese person, a Japanese person, and a demon as your team, fucking go for it. It's a little ridiculous. Um, so that's fun.
1: Indeed. But,
0: yeah, But I kind of want to move us uh, over to what we would consider probably the more traditional source of so bad it's good media, and that's film. Yes. Uh, you kind of mentioned off the air that the reason you started thinking about this for a topic to discuss this week was that we did the uh, Mario Brothers movie over on Teenagers with Attitude. Yes. And you fucking hated it.
1: I hated but- it. I don't think that movie is so bad it's good. I think that movie is so bad I it it's bad and sucks, and I hated it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, like, like we said, So Bad It's Good is kind of – well, in- it's super subjective.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it's incredibly subjective.
0: Yeah, but I, I love that movie for being just a fucking train wreck. Um, and p- part of that is – part of it is the nostalgia of it that I saw it as a kid and didn't realize it was bad back then, and I look back down and like, wow, how the hell did I enjoy this? But also just how completely misguided it is as a whole, and also knowing, like, knowing how much of a shit show it was behind the scenes – adds to that for me. Like, it makes the whole thing even funnier, and I know that it's kind of sadistic,
1: I guess. It's a, it's, a li- it's not, like, hugely mean, because, like, no one got shot or killed or anything like that during the production of that film. It's a little mean, but it's not, like, a lot mean.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a little fucked up.
1: Also, man. holy fuck, the movie... If Listener, if you don't know the story behind the production of that movie, go look into that, because holy fucking shit.
0: Yeah, and speaking of which, the reason I bring that up is because it segues into... My absolute favorite, so bad it's good movie, which is also something that you hate, um, which is Food Fight.
1: Okay, Food Fight is a movie I hate, but I would absolutely call that a so bad it's good movie because oh my god.
0: <laughs> okay, so let me let me let, let me uh, weave you a tale, uh, oh gentle listener. So, Food Fight was a movie uh, written, uh, produced. And directed, and uh, features as a voice actor, uh, one Lawrence Kasanov, who has a long and storied career as a producer in Hollywood. Uh, he was a producer on *Mortal Kombat*. He was a producer on *True Lies*. Um, I'm trying to remember what else he did. Uh, I, he had a lot of like really big hits. Like he's he like as a producer, he's had some very very actually legitimately successful films. Um, but in the early 2000s, uh, he decided to try his hand at this newfangled computer animated kids movie kind of thing that was going on. And um, he saw a Toy Story and was like, you know what? If we do that same basic thing, but we have it so that it's like the mascots of branded food products coming to life at night in the grocery store, we could basically rip off that whole story, but also get shitloads of money for product placement. And like he, that's literally the thing he wrote. He wrote this story where like the, in the grocery store at night, all the mascots on th- all the food products come th- to Mike, life.
1: Mike, I think you're also, uh, I think you're also missing one key detail from your explanation. What's that? He also said to himself at some point during production, "Also let's put a whole bunch of incredibly uncomfortable final solution imagery in this movie."
0: No, I was getting to that. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> don't worry, we'll we'll get to the anti-Semitism, just you wait. Um, but there's also a lot of really uncomfortable sexuality in there because, like, yeah, it, holy like, fuck! Like for a kids' movie, it is incredibly horny, and we've seen some, like as part of the Audio Entropy Network, ladies and gentlemen, and other distinguished individuals, we have seen some incredibly horny material ostensibly aimed at children. I don't think any of that holds a candle to food fight.
1: Mario Brothers movie, I feel, in the movie. Movie Brothers has there. a
0: scene or two that kind of does.
1: Totally
0: the weird... the Spies pretty consistently comes close. Yeah. I don't think anyone quite matches Food Fight, though. Food Fight? The, vi- the villainess uh, has, like, the the way she's animated, you can see the individual cheeks of her butt move at any given time. <laughs> and at one point, she is, for no good reason, in a Catholic schoolgirl outfit.
1: Oh, my God, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think you might be right. Also, I'd, I'd like to remind you that all the CG animation in this movie is fucking terrible, and it makes everything...
0: Yeah, well, I, was, really I was gonna do that. Like, so, that, so that's part kind of the story. Of so this guy, this guy raises a shitload of money, like just a shitload of money to make this fucking thing. The fi- The final cost of this film was $65 million, all right? $65 m- 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 million. You keep going. Dollars, I'm gonna look right? up the
1: budget for Toy Stories 1 and 2.
0: Okay, but just, just put, put that in your... Put that in your cap, all right? Put Stick that piece of information in your back pocket. Put a pin in that number. Uh, but anyway, so the Food Fight begins production, and it's supposed to come out in late 2002, maybe 2003, give or take. And then along the way, uh, there are some problems behind the scenes. Mostly that Lawrence Kasanov basically is completely incompetent and is apparently an enormous pain in the ass to work under. He would tell his animators things like make this scene 30% more awesome. Like like that is a direct quote and oh, shit like that. Jesus. He would do things. He for no reason uh, at some point made them throw out a lot of the animation they had up to a given point and say, "Hey, we need to integrate uh, motion capture." And this was this was early early motion capture, so what would happen is they would basically film like just the actor's face. And so the motion capture was, on, was only good for animating, like, the character's face. And when they combined that with the actual, like, rubbery, cartoony, like, animations of the character's bodies, but it's the mo-capped facial animation, it looks really fucked up. Like, really super fucked up. And also, he kept, like, going back and in- injecting all sorts of weird innuendo into the script. And, uh, God, and, okay, so let's get to the script of this thing. The the The, the, the crux of the story is that the villains that are encroaching on this magical world made up of branded products in a grocery store is the evil brand X. Now you might be asking, well what do, what does what does the physical man- manifestation of the generic brand look like?
1: The Third Reich is the yeah, answer the to the Third that Reich question.
0: And and the th- th- here's the thing, like that's not an exaggeration. Like they're literally
1: they're, fucking Nazis.
0: They're literally, yeah, they're dressed like the SS. In place of the Nazi symbol, there's just a black X. Like they have iron eagles and everything. Like they are, they are literally meant to be Nazis. So there's like this whole thing where the main character Dex Dog Detective, who is apparently a, a mascot for a cereal brand AKA, in the movie,
1: aka Charlie Sheen Dog.
0: Yeah, he's Charlie Sheen. Um, we'll get we'll get to the cast. But he's supposed to be like a mishmash of um Indiana Jones and what was the main character from Casablanca named?
1: Oh god, the main Whatever. character. Whatever, he was from the main Casablanca. character from Casablanca. Yeah, there we
0: go. But uh and so naturally his villains are Nazis because that's what that's the thing both of those characters have in common is they fought Nazis. Although in Casablanca I don't know how much actual fighting there was. Um But anyway, bottom line. So the villains are are basically cartoon the SS. And, like, on some level that's kind of okay, because you can have villains in media that allude to the Nazis without being the Nazis. You know, like, you have, you have you know, the stormtroopers in Star Wars, right down to the name stormtroopers. You have that bit in The Lion King where the hyenas start goose-stepping. Like, that's okay. You can allude to the Nazis without having the actual SS. We're used to media being full of things that are, you know... Yeah, full of things that are Nazis and everything but name.
1: You yeah, know? and I was about to say, making your antagonist fascist not really super problematic.
0: Yeah, yeah, but,
1: um, but, but,
0: <laughs> but these are basically literally the SS, and also, so the characters in this world are are they're the mascots of the of 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 food products they are like like some of them are real again the product placement angle some of them are real mr clean is in there miss butterworth is in there the Vlasic pickles guy is in there that that uh stork or whatever it is charlie tuna is in there
1: by the way one of the clear motivating factors for this movie was holy shit how much money do you think these companies are going to give us to make this movie
0: Uh, it turns out it was kind of a lot yeah Um, they they got jack shit for it in return. Um, but anyway, so w- what I'm very slowly getting to here is that these characters are icons that uh, represent forgotten their brands.
1: I've about this. Oh, this is yeah. so yeah. shitty.
0: They're, they're icons, and they called each other for short, Ikes. Now, when you have a movie where the characters <laughs> go around referring to each other as Ikes, and the villains are literally the SS... It's get, a bit of a bad time.
1: Get those Ikes.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, just, just, in a, ca- in a case anyone is listening to this who is, I don't know, pure of heart or something, I don't know how that happened. Ikes, just to explain the th- why this is uncomfortable, Ike is really, really, really close to a slur for the Hebrew people. One that I will not repeat here. It's real bad.
1: It's not great. It's not good. Also, again, in other children's media, typically when you have Nazi analogs, they're like some sort of weird, like, actual fascist regime or, like, invading force or whatever. The Nazi analogs in this are a stand-in for brand, just generic knockoff brand food products.
0: Yeah, yeah, off, off-brand off groceries, essentially. And see, and see—that's that's the thing—is you, you have to you. Ha- that's the moral of this film: is you have to buy the brand names. You have
1: to buy the brand names. You, ha- you have in- you
0: have to feed the capitalist machine, or you're <laughs> a Nazi.
1: <laughs> in the <laughs> eyes of in the eyes of major food conglomerates, store brands are literally analogous to fascism.
0: Yeah, Holy but anyway, so this shit. this character Dex Dog Detective, who is the dog man. Uh, is voiced by Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. And so, again, th- this film this film was originally intended to come out in 2002. And oh, it's voice of, cast.
1: Speaking of that, can I interject real quickly? Sure. Looked up the budgets for Toy Stories 1 and 2. Toy Story 1 had a $30 million budget. Toy Story 2 had a $90 million budget. Okay. I'd like to remind you, Toy Story 2 came out in 99. All right. Oh, so around, I think, when this movie was originally so, so, supposed yeah, to Yeah, so out.
0: earlier than this. Yeah. Um, but okay, so, so 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 this was supposed to come out in 2002, and the voice cast uh, is one that seems like, if it had come out in 2002, would be a star-studded cast. It is a cavalcade of people whose stars have faded since then. You got Charlie Sheen, you got Hilary Duff, you've got Ava Longoria, you've got Wayne Brady, um... You've got Chris Catan, Chris fucking Catan. Uh, you've got Cloris Leachman. You've got uh, shit. What was Harvey Harvey Firestein? Um, just just this just this star studded. If it had come out in two thousand two, cast of actors and they must have cost a lot of money to get in there because again this budget was sixty five million dollars. So okay. You have this trouble production. You have a, a director, producer, uh, writer, actor maniac who's just not very good at this whole thing. Um, and it's it's looking like it's probably going to end up being a really really shitty movie, should it come out as planned, even to begin with. Again, it's full of sexual innuendo. It's got basic. It's got literal Nazis in it. Like this is not going to be a good movie for children. But then. But then, apparently something happened to their servers and they lost all their work? In some kind of event that they claimed was corporate espionage? Okay? <laughs> and they lost basically everything, apparently, and had to start all over. And you can tell in the the released version of this film, this shit ain't finished. Like, there's just flat, detailless textures everywhere. Everything's awkward. Everything's janky. Like, this is... This is a movie that is not done.
1: No, 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 no. Saying everything's janky is the understatement of the fucking... Oh, Jesus, probably the century. It is like, a nightmare to look it, at. I was about to say, it's it's actually nightmarish. Like, it's fucking ghoulish. The movie looks...
0: Well, some of the character designs, like, oh, even God. before you get it, This is one of those things where, like... Some of the character designs are just flat-out nightmarish, even before you get to the low quality the, of the animation.
1: The movie is actually, like, there's, the like, point, there's the point that, that Wayne
0: Brady... Wayne Brady's character is Daredevil Dan the Chocolate Squirrel, and he is clearly designed to look like a black caricature. Like, he like he, flat out looks like a monkey despite being a, a squirrel, and it's real fucked up.
1: It's really creepy. Also, if this movie was made nowadays times, how many times, nut jokes do you think they would make?
0: There are a couple, but there would have been more.
1: Yeah, no, there would have been way more fucking... Yeah, I I know. I keep I've said this more than once already, but like seriously, this movie Food Fight looks nightmarish. Yeah, it's but here is the thing that ultimately here
0: is the thing that ultimately forced it out the door. Which uh, just by coincidence is uh, what forced out another classic uh, film Highlander two um, had the same thing that forced it out the door. Finally, is uh, there was a thing in the contract where if after so many years the movie still wasn't out. The insurance company had the right to come in, grab whatever was already ready, and do whatever they needed to do to get the film out as quickly and cheaply as possible. So the insurance company put this film out, finally, in 2012. (laughs) Mostly straight to DVD, uh, it had a tiny, for for whatever fucking reason, it had a tiny theatrical release in the UK. Just try and sort that shit out.
1: What came out in 2012 for Pixar? Pixar released Brave, so actually probably one of their weaker movies, but...
0: Still a hundred billion times better than Food oh, Fight. Oh, yeah. But here's here's the reason for me Food Fight is my favorite good bad movie. So we talked a little bit about MST3K, and like their most famous like bad movie that they watched was Manos the Hands of Fate. And the thing with Manos the Hands of Fate is, I don't know if you've ever tried to watch it without the MST3K filter... It's almost impossible to get through. It is really, really rough. Even with MST3K, it's a bit rough to get through because most bad movies are awkward and slow and dull. Food Fight is hyperactive and frantic. By the time you have your mind has enough like of a break to process the fucking stupid insanity that it just saw, the next stupid insane thing happens so it, it and i i feel like that makes it more enjoyable i feel like i feel like that's why the phenomenon of so bad it's good exists is that um besides being offensive the worst thing that a piece of media can be is boring i feel like above all else like you you find like just any mediocre film and its worst crime is just going to be that it's dull. You don't want to sit there for, like, an hour and a half or however long it takes to watch it.
1: I agree. Also, weirdly awkward pause there. I really hope my connection's not dying. And you'll have to edit this out afterwards.
0: That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll edit it.
1: But, yeah... Do we have any closing thoughts on Food Fight that you haven't covered? Because like
0: I, I have already spent most of this episode talking about Food Fight specifically. So you go ahead and do what what, what you're gonna do.
1: All right. So let's loop back around to something I wanted to talk about earlier, and something we actually touched on earlier. What exactly define in your mind? What defines like a good, bad movie?
0: Something, something that is entertaining, but not for reasons the creator intended. Okay. I know I know that's not that's not an ironclad definition but like again this is it's like art in general it's such a subjective thing that it's hard to nail down a definition but for me personally it's just something that's entertaining for reasons other than what the creator intended.
1: Okay. You see my own personal definition like historically kind of is a bit different because under the rules, my own personal operating rules of good-bad movie, which we'll get to in a moment, the movie Black Dynamite would be classified as a good-bad movie. Now, here's the thing about Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite is a fantastic movie. It is incredibly funny. I fucking love that movie. I watched it on a whim probably four years ago. No, it would have been longer than four years ago. When the fuck... Uh, would it have been... I don't, it would have been like four or five years ago, Probably. Um, Absolutely and immediately fell in love with it. Now, Black Dynamite was a movie made by people who have made by like talented actors and writers who clearly knew what they were doing when they were constructing this movie. The thing about Black Dynamite, though, is Black Dynamite is a movie very specifically and very deliberately made to be incredibly shitty. Now, it's not specifically made to be incredibly shitty like a movie like, I don't know, Sharknado or something, where they take one wacky, zany idea, and they run with it, and they hope that that one gimmick is enough. Black Dynamite is a movie that has like actual pacing. It has like actual setups for the jokes, even if the jokes were are, hey, this movie was made on no budget by people who presumably didn't know what they were doing, even though everyone in the movie knows what they were doing. And whatever, and in that sense, that movie, for me, is kind of... It classifies as so bad it's good because it meets a lot of what I'd consider the criteria, where it had a very low budget. Um, it's a movie that clearly is very bad in any sort of conventional sense. Like, the acting is all over the place. The soundtrack is weird. There's all sorts of just bizarre nonsense with, like, shots being out of focus. There's a ton of reused footage. But... At the same time, by your definition, that movie wouldn't count because all yeah, of that, those become that, deliberate yeah, that's, stylistic that's the thing I was uh,
0: I was going to say is I feel like if you're tr- if you if you're going for the bad movie thing on purpose, you're not making a good bad movie. You're just making a good movie where the hook is that it's going for the look and feel of a bad movie. Like I, by 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 the metric you're you're setting up with like with Black Dynamite, I, th- I feel like a film that I I haven't seen Black Dynamite, but I feel. I feel like a film I would put under that criteria that I have seen would be Kung Pao. Like, it's that same kind of thing. Like, they're really trying to emulate, like, the look and sound of a movie that's incredibly shitty. But, like, it's all by design.
1: The, I guess, in well, Black Dynamite strays pretty far into the camp as well. I was originally going to say, I think Kung Pao strays so far into the camp that it essentially becomes, like, just a straight-up satire. Whereas-
0: yeah, but that's the thing is I would say Black Dynamite kind of is too. It's satirizing, like it's a pastiche of that of that kind of movie. Like it's going for the black exploitation kind of kung fu film, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like definitely. yeah, like that.
0: That's a satire. That's a pastiche. It's not in and of itself a good bad movie because it's not a bad movie. It's just a good movie that's trying to emulate the style of a bad movie. Yeah. Which I know seems like an ass backwards way of doing it, but like I I I, I and, and I don't want to debate this because it's like you know again it's subjective, but like again I feel like the the fact that it was what the person was going for. Now I'm not now I'm not going to say that you know having something turn out the way the creator intended automatically makes something good. <laughs> it just it disqualifies it. It just specifically in my mind from the so bad it's good category because if you set out to make something bad and then you just make something bad, like well then you just made something bad you know yeah but if if you've made something bad in a meticulous way that's designed so that it is specifically enjoyable because of its badness then i I feel like you've just made a good thing you know
1: yeah but like the thing you just described is you literally describe something that's good essentially because of its badness and isn't that like the literal definition of so bad it's good
0: no cuz the i i feel like i feel like it i feel like the word so is the operative word there i feel like th- it it's 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 because things went wrong and then went wrong some more and then went wrong some more and it's the idea is that if things had gone like a little less wrong it wouldn't be as good you know
1: i guess like that's I, true. I i feel,
0: i feel i feel like the so bad it's good implies like something is happening by degrees and with fewer degrees it wouldn't work you know yeah Although now we're, now we're just nitpicking, like, semantics at this point.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, you want to go ahead, and, and I guess we can get the listener questions put a lid on this one. Um, go watch Black Dynamite. That movie's amazing. Yeah. It's and while you're at really, it, watch really Gunpow.
0: Good. And uh, if, if, you, if you're if you interested in seeing my personal favorite bad movie of all time, just look for Charlie Sheen Dog uh, online. You can probably... It, it's it's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, also, probably look for the word annotated, because that's the, the channel that'll help you find what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, you can, you can probably find fucking Food Fight. It became a weird internet cult sensation for its badness.
1: I think they took down the constant 24-7. Yeah, there, there was, uh,
0: thanks to 4chan, there was a 24, specifically their comics and cartoons board, there was a 24-7 looping stream of Food Fight that ran for nearly two years before it finally went down.
1: I think that got taken down when Twitch, like, redid all of their DMCA bullshit. Uh, I
0: don't think it was on Twitch. It was on a different streaming service.
1: Oh, okay. I'm just yeah. talking out my ass then. But yeah, I God, I'd forgotten about Food Fight before you mentioned it. That's probably, if it's not my favorite, like, it's way up there. It, I think, like, tr- it's probably competing with, like, Troll 2, which...
0: Yeah, tr- well, oh, we, we had people send us a bunch of examples of, like, their favorite so bad it's good. Um, and I mean, Birdemic came up a lot. Yeah. Um, the room came up.
1: The room is Um, incredible.
0: There was a Bollywood movie that I've already forgotten the name of that came up. Um, it just, like a lot of people have their examples of like their favorite, uh, dumb thing. Uh, I did get, (coughs) I did get one listener thing. It's not so much a response, um, but it was also from Parallelodad who asked the video game question. They said like, Hey, uh, if you're into MST3K and by the way, folks, if you're not familiar with MST3K, definitely look back into it, but more to the point. Uh, the folks who did that, uh, in, in addition to the fact that, that MST3K itself is coming back, uh, so be, being basically produced by the people who made the early seasons of the show, there there were there was a change in crew halfway through. It's t- too complicated to go into right now, uh, but like the the people behind the later seasons have been going with riff tracks, and you may, maybe you've heard of riff tracks. They basically make kind of DVD commentary esque like soundtracks that you're supposed to play at the same time that you're watching a movie. And they just riff the movie uh, in particular'm I'm, I'm a big fan of their ones for The Matrix movies I uh, especially still love the joke uh, with the original Matrix where uh, Neo is coming out like he's first like been woken up in the real world and he's coming out of like the goop bucket and falling into the sewer and uh, one of the guys just says, "Wow, this is a really moist movie and I fucking <laughs> lost it <laughs> Um, but so, okay. So besides the video game question, the only other like proper question we have this week is from Eric surprise, surprise. He is an endless supply of questions. Thank you, Eric. Uh, he asks, do you miss director's commentaries? seems like these days they're left out and buying digital or watching on stream doesn't come with them.
1: I do for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, mean, I've watched a, a fun director's commentary on some things. I can't remember any specifics right at the moment. Because it's been a long fucking time. But, I mean, DVD commentaries are are, are a fun thing. Um, I do remember there was that... Um, probably one of the funniest director's commentaries ever produced. I haven't watched the whole thing of it myself, because fuck watching that whole movie again. Uh, but apparently, during the director's commentary for Armageddon, uh, Ben Affleck is just making fun of Michael Bay the whole time. <laughs> so, that's fun. And there's also, apparently... In the commentary track for Twilight, uh, the two main actors who, like, even by that point were fucking sick of the whole Twilight thing, were just talking shit about the movie and the book and the fans through the whole commentary.
1: Oh, you mean the the commentary track for the first Twilight movie?
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: Yeah, that track is insane, by the way, because that was before, like, they realized how—because the movie—okay, the movies are—the books are obviously terrible, and that was before— um, their PR people and lawyers caught up with them and told them to shut the fuck up because they were going to make all the money in the universe if they could just keep their mouths quiet. That commentary track, if yeah. you haven't listened to it, is amazing. Twilight, by the way, does also not so is the
0: uh, the riff tracks for that movie is pretty good. Oh, I forgot about especially the there's that a, there's a running joke where the guys um every time there's a long awkward pause and there are a lot of long awkward pauses in Twilight because they. They don't know how to properly convey romance. Uh, <laughs> the guys just go, uh, line, line,
1: <laughs> line. I had forgotten about that. The rift tracks of that movie is incredible as well. That movie, by the way, just for the record, does not classify as a so bad. It's good movie. It no, is an amazing. Re- yeah, that movie is just bad. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: All right. So uh, anything you want to add before we bounce, dude?
1: Um, also watch Shark Zone. Shark Zone was a 2001, I believe, um, shark attack movie. General rules of thumbs for watching really shitty so bad it's good movies. Alien invasions and shark slash monster attacks. Always, always, always yeah. the safest bets.
0: Except and, Sharknado. That one's trying too hard.
1: Yeah, Sharknado is trying to... I know. I mean genuine shark attack movies. Like, again, yeah. like Shark Zone. Shark Zone is absolutely incredible film um at some one point they go out on helicopters with grenade launchers to try and kill the shark and when they shoot the grenades at people <laughs> they use stock like nuclear detonation test footage for the grenade explosions and at another point this guy literally orders like his dude other dudes on the boat to like go out into the water one by one to fight the shark and they get eaten one by one. And he just sits on the boat making angry, frustrated faces while they get eaten one by fuck. That movie is incredible. Oh my God. Nice. You can't Actually, find real
0: quick. Do, since, since so, we, Let's, let's bookend this a little bit. Sure. What are your favorite episodes of mystery Science theater 3000?
1: Oh God. I really like secret agent super dragon a lot. Um, i think for like favorite favorite it's it's gotta be monos like that episode's incredible oh man yeah i'm i know go- that's a i know that's I, a, st- a stereotype with that
0: although uh that that's also a movie that has like a really fucking just bunch of fucked up stories behind its production Yes, which i'm not going to go into here look up and look into like what happened behind the scenes at manos the hand of fate yeah sometimes. some I of it was, is some of it's funny some of it's actually genuinely really depressing
1: yeah so like some i we said earlier citing like the mario brothers movie like no one he got their, like, their lives ruined or stabbed or shot or killed or anything so it was okay to kind of kind of take some enjoyment in the schadenfreude behind that one, even if it was a little mean monos is where it becomes like actually shitty because like, yikes.
0: Yeah, that got, that got bad. Um, but yeah, some of my favorites, I mean, I, again, I love the actual, the movie, uh, the movie they watched, uh, for MST three K, the movie, uh, the movie, the game, the movie is, uh, was this Island earth, uh, which, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, the I think my favorite episode episode it's kind of a toss up between Space Mutiny and the very final episode of the show, Diabolic.
1: Oh my god, I'd forgotten about Space Mutiny was the red brown the one where uh the red brown one, right? Um looking no, it it's with. it's
0: the one where um you know they were like dirk, hard peck, stab, flank chest, <laughs> smoke McMahon muscle.
1: <laughs> hold, like, on, hold on. Every I'm time the beefy right main now. actor showed up. Space mutiny. Hold on, I am looking this up right now. Yeah, no, this was the Red Brown movie. Red Brown oh, was really? the name of the guy who played the, like the beefy main character. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, oh. The okay, the actor's name was Red Brown. I thought you were just saying two colors.
1: Not, no, 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 no. I am <laughs> not so saying confused. red brown. I am saying R E B space brown. Yeah, Red Brown is a fucking schlockmaster actor. Oh, the dude is in a. Oh, that's another thing. He played Captain looking-
0: America in one of the one of those old like like back in the day. There were a bunch of movies based on mobile properties that existed just to hold on to the movie rights. Yes, and they're terrible. That's like the y- like the Fantastic Four one is is the most famous, but that Captain America one. Holy shit, shit. y'all!
1: It is absolutely awful and it's also amazing and you know what I, I guess we are are we done with like questions and such because i guess we yeah can kind end of, of but
0: we can keep talking like yeah. like the, the show doesn't end until i fucking say it does
1: oh seriously fucking sweet so yeah another piece of advice if you want really good so bad they're good movies i think almost anything with reb brown in it i'm not actually familiar with his whole library but i've watched at least a few reb brown movies and holy fucking shit that dude's filmography is incredible.
0: Yeah. Like this is a dude who basically he, he, he built his career on a being incredibly beefy. Like, I mean, credit where credit's due. The dude was fucking ripped. Yes. And B not being very picky about his scripts that he decided to act as part of at all, like at all, at all. Yeah. Like he's, he's in some garbage.
1: And I mean, I can rip on the guy's perf- kind of stilted, weird, wooden performances all I want, but I can only aspire to become as entertaining as Reb Brown. And I mean that, by yeah. the way, that dude's movies legitimately some of the most entertaining films I've ever watched.
0: Yeah. Fuck. Now that said, if you're gonna watch Space Mutiny at all, I would still say I would still recommend watching it via Mystery Science Theater 3000 because that's really funny. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's that's Space Mutiny. Some good. Good, good. So bad it's good, kind of, kind of content right there.
1: Indeed. Well, I don't know about you, but I, I think that about closes out my thoughts, at least for the time.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose so. I mean, we we talked about uh, we talked about movies, we talked about games. Is there anything else that's like so bad it's good? Oh. Like, I mean, any TV shows or.
1: Comic I mean, I, g- I guess I could talk
0: about. I, I guess I could talk about music I enjoy, despite knowing full well that it's bad. But that's mostly just a matter of like, I listened to this in high school, so of course I'm still listening to that like fucking Limp Bizkit CD because <laughs> I can pretend I'm like 15 years old again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know some things. I'm not sure if they're worth it. God damn. Ugh.
0: Now I know y'all be loving this shit right here. L I N P. Biscuit is right here. He d- he rhymes here with here.
1: No, he's,
0: he rhymes here with here.
1: No, Fred God. Durst, you fucking no, you're not allowed to do that.
0: He's 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 got he's got tribal tats and a backwards red baseball cap.
1: <laughs> That's how you know he's. He's, he's, he's like Luigi Mario, but for music and also real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay, oh, we need Jesus we need Fred. to. Wrap yeah, this up, no, so. Fred. I was gonna. I was thinking about saying something, but then Fred Durst happened, and that all just went out the window. Fuck me.
0: You know, that's actually a fairly common uh, problem in this country. Is you're thinking about doing something, but then Fred Durst happens. <laughs> it's it it plagues every American. Like, please, please uh, donate generously to the uh, the Fred Durst Happen Foundation. <laughs> Um it like is this is a condition that affects literal dozens of Americans every year
1: <laughs> <laughs> please these people are still listening to limp Biscuit. you know something's <laughs> fucked here
0: <laughs> I mean I mean and it it ends disastrously for them. I mean just look at me,
1: yeah, oh God <laughs> I'm on a fucking podcast that where we talk about Fred Durst. <laughs> and Reb Brown and
0: Reb Brown, yeah,
1: oh. So, Jesus okay.
0: <laughs> so, if you want to get a hold of us uh, with questions, they can, and we're, we're going to announce topics in the future. We don't really plan these out that far in advance. So, I'm going to be announcing topics usually like just a day or two before we record. But if you want to know what we're going to be talking about in the future and you want to send us some on topic questions, you can send us off topic questions at any time. You can even send us suggestions for what you want us to talk about. Hit us up on Twitter at G Shaped. That is at G S H A P E D on twitter and like just tell us whatever would like fuck it we don't care i mean d- like really just f- just fuck it
1: fuck no, it we don't we don't give a shit but we mean that in the good way not i mean the you, bad you listen way. to
0: the last 45 minutes of this you know we have no scruples have been going or for standards
1: minutes oh my god
0: yeah fuck yeah, we <laughs> all right and 20 on minutes that
1: of note that is probably fucking food fight too
0: yeah well, yeah, well, yeah I mean, we had a lot of awkward pauses and shit that I'll be editing out But I'm not gonna edit this out So, for Going Pear Shaped, I have been Mike I've been Matt And always remember my children Diddle yourself constantly
1: And listen to fucking Limp Biscuit while you do it That makes it better
0: That does make it better I'll show you chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water
1: Fucking fuck off and die <laughs>